Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Beauties, welcome back to a new episode, and this is a very important topic and a topic near and dear to my heart, all about how to build the perfect beauty roster. How do you build that team of professionals, whether it's the person that does your nails, your hair, your dermatologist, for some people, maybe a masseuse is in their beauty team. Now, as someone who has recently moved, I feel this pain specifically. It is very difficult to build your beauty team when you're starting from absolute scratch in a new city. It's a chore. It's a task. It's something that you have to do and take on with energy, and you have to set dedicated time aside to build your beauty team. Now, for me, for many of you that follow on Naked Beauty Planet, you know I've had skin issues. I had a small bump on my nose. Maybe it was a pimple. It wasn't a pimple. I had to get it biopsied. The biopsy came back. Everything's fine. But it was scary to get something sliced off of your face and maybe laser treatments are needed. And so I had to go through this whole thing of finding the right dermatologist. Now, there are black dermatologists in Los Angeles, of course, but a lot of the black dermatologists that I was recommended was like, oh, you have to see so-and-so. She treats Angela Bassett and you have to see so-and-so. They do this A-list celebrity. And it's like, okay, I am not an A-list celebrity. So when I call as a non-A-list celebrity to get a dermatologist appointment, it's like a very long wait list or we are not taking new clients. So there's that struggle. What did I do in the end? I went on ZocDoc and I found a dermatologist who took my health insurance. Now it just so happened that I found an incredible dermatologist. It was not a black woman, an Asian woman by the name of Dr. Janice Ma. She's at Metropolis Dermatology in Brentwood. How did I know she was the right one? Because she really took her time and she really talked me through everything that was going to happen, all of my potential concerns. We were in her office so long that all of the nurses and everyone had left by the time our appointment was over. Like the lights were off in the waiting room when we came outside. But it was really the time that she took. I didn't feel rushed at all. I really felt she was patient and she understood all of my concerns. So I was like, okay, this is a good person for me. Now, on the other hand, I've had some horrible manicures since I've arrived. Either they don't last a long time or the shape isn't right or I show a reference picture and the result is just nowhere near what the reference picture was giving. That is a unique pain. When Every time you have to look down at your nails, they are something that you don't like. But I've been uniquely invested in this process of what women do to find a beauty team or beauty professionals around them. So for this conversation, I talked to three amazing women that are listeners to the podcast, part of the Naked Beauty community. I talked to Asia in New York. She's an editor for The Cut. I talked to Ciara, who is living in Paris. And I talked to Aisha, who is in Seattle. Now, also for this episode, I spoke to three black women about this unique challenge of building your beauty roster. And the reason why I wanted to speak to black women is because I think like many things, it's just different for us. There are more challenges and hurdles to finding beauty professionals than our non-black counterparts. For instance, it is harder to find black dermatologists. That is just a reality that many black women are faced with. And then when it comes to hair and the relationship that we as black women have with our hair, the stakes are just a little bit higher. We have to look polished in many instances at work. And you can look polished with natural hair, with locks, with an afro. I mean, you can look polished any number of ways, but the stakes are higher when it comes to black women and the way we approach getting our hair done. Here is the common theme across all of the conversations I had on this topic. Everyone says that they knew that their provider was the one when they felt heard, when they felt seen, when they felt cared for. They felt like they were in a safe space. They felt like their needs were being acknowledged. And that's interesting to me because isn't it the same for romantic relationships or friendships? Building this team of beauty professionals around you is something that is a relationship. You know, the same way that you search for a boyfriend or 
make good friends with someone, you're kind of looking for the same cues in terms of, does this person treat me with respect? And do I treat this person with respect too, right? A lot of the guests talked about how they show up for their beauty providers as well. So it was a beautiful conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. Lots of tips and tricks. I'm inspired. I'm newly inspired to get back out there and find a great person for my nails because I still have not found that here in Los Angeles. But I promise you all, you are going to love this conversation. Let's get into it. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. My name is Aisha Brown. I am from Chicago. Always got to rep that. I live in Seattle and I work in comms and marketing and philanthropy. And in my free time, like to be a little unhinged on the internet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and a longtime member of the Naked Beauty community and listener. Um, and we've gotten to know each other just kind of through your DMs and stuff. I know you're always changing up your beauty look. Tell me about the beauty scene in Seattle. Like what is it like finding appointments for beauty in Seattle? So when I first moved from Chicago in 2013, I truly came out here with the rush of folks that moved for Amazon. And in terms of finding beauty related things as a black woman, it was extremely difficult. The population of black transplants to Seattle was larger than the black native population for Seattle. So a lot of folks who lived here already knew where to go for everything. So it wasn't like they were sharing it readily on the Internet. So it was a lot of having to do trial and error, Googling, seeing someone that had great skin or great hair or a great smile in real life and stopping them, not being yes. embarrassed to ask them, where did you go? Can I have their information? And so the scene when I first moved here versus what, like what it is now is drastically different. I think that social media, especially Instagram and TikTok, have helped businesses and creators to share their work and make it really easy and accessible to find someone to do everything and to see their actual work, read reviews. So now I would say it's pretty good. Yes. But you know what? You touched on something that I feel like is such a pro tip. When you see someone who has great hair, great braids, but stop them, ask them. I do this in LA all the time. I'm like, I love your braids. Who did your braids? Um, and people will share, but it's like, sometimes you have to see the work in person as well. Cause you know, sometimes there are filters, especially with makeup artists. You can't just go off of Instagram in my humble opinion. No, you can't just go off of Instagram. And I also think that being able to see the work in person, if you stop the person, you know, you like it. And also you can't be shy about asking people and give up the details, y'all. Now tell me what are your most regular beauty appointments are? Are you doing braids, you know, every six weeks? Are you doing 
monthly, like Petty and Manny waxing? Like, what are your, what's your routine? What, what appointments do you always have on the books? So an appointment that I hands down have had for the last six years, nails. So like right now we're doing a little summer like um, watermelon situation, but I am seeing my nail artist, Pekka, who's incredibly talented every three to four weeks. That is something that I gave up during the pandemic when we were not going anywhere. And I was like, I don't want to go back to doing my own nails ever. So that is a standing appointment. My braids, I would say I kind of alternate between having a protective style and then giving my hair a break. I'm actually on a color break right now for my from like my hair colorist. So I've been doing more braids and that's like every other month, every like two months or three months or so I'll throw some in. And when I'm not getting braids, I'm going to my hairstylist because y'all, we got to trim these in. Esthetician, I'm doing probably every eight weeks or so to go in and get just a basic facial and then seeing my dermatologist every like three months or so. Those are like the regular ones that I keep on the schedule. Wow. When you moved to Seattle, how long did it take to build your beauty roster? And how did you know that you had found, it seems like your nails is kind of like your most important relationship. How did you know that your nail artist was the one? Like, this is my person. So Pekka was just one, she was the sweetest, but also she bet me where I was. When I first went to her, I started off with my natural nails, no length. I was nervous to get anything different on each hand and I was really nervous to get art. And so she's just been there with me from the beginning. And I think having a artist or a provider who makes you feel comfortable is mm-hmm. huge. Um, our personalities just mesh well. I'm a Cancer and she's a she's a Virgo. The one I love a Virgo. I love the the level of perfectionism, but also I think just going somewhere where you feel comfortable and it's okay if you don't hit it off with someone to find someone else. I don't think that anyone will take it personal. I think there's a way that you go about handling it. But Pekka made me feel comfortable. She allowed me to feel like I could be creative and there was no, there was never any judgment. She gave me tips and education to help me like actually have better nail care. She was able to kind of like come in and any misconceptions that I had about like, oh, acrylic is inherently bad or gel is inherently bad. And it's like, wait, where where is the user error that I'm doing at home? She's like, well, are you picking at your nails and ripping them off? Because like, I promise you that's more damage than like getting them maintained properly. So every provider I've gone to and like formed a relationship with and then some friendships with have just been do I feel comfortable coming here? Do we seem to mesh well? And do I like their creativity? Yes. And their taste level too, right? Like there's an aesthetic thing too, where, you know, you can find pictures on the internet and you can, you can shit say, this is exactly what I want. But I find that I really value the providers that are able to like build on it, but then also tailor it to my face, which what suits my style. Now for nails, nails can be very expensive. Are you open to sharing how much you budget or spend on your nail care for, for these appointments? Yeah. So my nail budget is not even a budget because I'm just like, I'm a pay what it is. <laughs> so the way that Pekka's pricing is, is she will charge like a certain rate depending on the type of manicure you want and then the length of like what you want to get done. And then for the art, she charges like by the half hour for the type of art you want. So I typically will do like I'm doing acrylic now. I'll usually do like an acrylic fill 
and then add an hour to an hour and a half of art. So it can cost anywhere between $150 to $300, depending on the type of art. And I would say that art is where the freedom is. And I would say another thing is that I found a lot of value in when meeting a provider for the first time, especially with hair, more so with hair color and like dealing with my natural hair, is bring examples of what you don't want especially with color, not just examples of what you do want, because I think sometimes there's a a misalignment with what your desired result was. And so whenever I was first meeting a new hairstylist and doing a consultation, a lot of them will book a consultation for 20 minutes, usually free so that you can just see if this is a fit for you. I would bring in examples of if my hair looked like this, I would cry. And yes. feel like this was not a successful oh appointment. And also, especially for hairstylists and I would say nail artists, bring examples of their work that you like to show them their own work versus just sourcing like Pinterest or inspo that yes. is not their stuff. Because sometimes you're going to them and they're like, okay, well, what have I done that resonated with you? And so when you're doing the trial and error, I always like having examples of I don't like this and I like this. And then also being open to their professional opinion. Sometimes we want things that may not be a fit for us, whether it's the health of our hair, our skin, our nails, or the way that our lifestyles are. And so I've always been open to deferring to the professional to tell me in their professional opinion if they think something is a fit for me maintenance-wise. Because let's be honest, we're spending money and investing in these services, but what is the maintenance of it? Yes. And maybe the maintenance doesn't match what your lifestyle is actually like and you decide to go for something that's better versus paying for this thing that isn't going to meet your expectations. I love this tip. Sharing examples of what you don't want. I've never thought to do that, but that makes absolutely so much sense. I had a horrible manicure experience where my nails were like filed into like pointy talons. I don't know. I really dropped the ball. I was like, what? Uh, when did this shape happen? But I literally felt like Catwoman. <laughs> it was like Doja Cat's nails at the Met Gala, but like not, that was not what I was going for. It was like a curved talon. And I was like, oh my God. I got it. <laughs> yeah. But also, I feel like you can't not pay attention. The first few times you're going to someone, you've got to be on alert, right? You can't just be on your phone. You've got to really be on alert and like watching what's happening throughout the process. Absolutely. And the first few times you're getting to know a new beauty provider, pay attention and be engaged because they're getting to know you as well. And yes. I, I know a lot of providers who end up not having a new client be a fit for them. And so I think it's a relationship that you're building. And so don't go in there and like you said, just be on your phone, but like stay high, get to know them, be engaged, but also feel comfortable letting them know, you know, I have a work meeting. I know a lot of us are people who are privileged enough to work from home will go and do a hair appointment in the midst of of their, you know, meeting and be able to do stuff like that. But just they're people, they're at work. They want you to have a positive experience, but you know, just you can have a conversation, feel them out, see, check in. If you're getting your hair braided, see the first braid. Check the first braid to see if you like the size. Do you like the way it's looking? And then let them keep going. And I think that they also want that feedback because you're an example of their work in the wild and they want you to leave happy. Absolutely. Such a great tip. Final question for you. Could you tell me about a recent experience where you left a beauty provider on your roster and you felt really beautiful? Every time I leave getting my hair braided, I just feel like that bitch. I feel like Beyonce. I just, there's something about fresh braids and not having to actually do my hair. And so this is my second go round with boho braids. And the first time I was documenting it on TikTok and it was just such a, 
it was such an experiment and of such a mess. Um, personally, with the maintenance, I was like, this is this is hard, but I tweaked it. So for the second time, take notes when you experiment with the style. I was like, the braids need to be bigger. I need less human hair. Yeah. I need to play around with how I'm wrapping my hair at night. And this second time has been just... <laughs> amazing so i would definitely say hair makes the biggest difference because if your hair is done you have a feel it just feels so it just feels like okay i can go do anything right now absolutely and your braids look beautiful thank you so much for sharing all of your beauty tips and advice like i'm gonna take a lot of your tips into my next appointments awesome thanks for having me brooke So that was Aisha. I love that tip about stopping people that have amazing hair, amazing nails, and just asking them, hey girl, who do you go to, right? That's community, that's sisterhood. That's how we all have to look out for each other and put each other on. Up next, we're going to hear from Ciara, who is in Paris. Let's get into her conversation. Okay, my name is Sierra, um, and I am a global hairstylist, but most importantly, an educator focused on texture hair education internationally. I am based in Paris, France now, originally from D.C. Amazing. Now, I can imagine that moving from D.C. to Paris and building your beauty roster was quite... But did you know anyone in Paris? Were you starting from scratch? I didn't know a soul when I moved here. <laughs> I didn't know the soul, a soul and I also didn't know the language. So I was like starting really fresh. <laughs> yes, you must have been. Yeah, so you didn't so you didn't speak French. Where in Paris did you move? Um, I moved to actually Saint-Germain-des-Prés. So I lived like on the Rue du Four, like the main street in Saint-Germain. So I was like right in the mix of it, right in front of the famous pharmacy. You know, the pharmacy, like, yeah, uh, of course. Everyone goes from the cheapest one. The apartment in front of that is where I moved it. I was like, oh, this is a sign from God. Yes. And you were just like kind of wanting a new adventure in life and just picked up and moved your life to Paris. It was originally supposed to be just one year. It was supposed to be one year. I was finishing my last year of undergrad. I had the opportunity to finish my school with the university here. And I was like, okay, this would be a great adventure. And then it has now turned into, well, now 12 years. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, so I've only been to Paris as a visitor. I did, I spent a summer there, but tell me about the beauty professionals in Paris. What's the landscape like? Okay, I feel like this is really the land when it comes to like facials, beauty creams, pharmacy products, like I mean, I think that there's nowhere else in the world that have been yet where it has better pharmacies than Paris. Like, I, I, I go to the pharmacies like every day. I was there yesterday. Remember, I'm like, oh, let's just, let's just go to City Pharma and just look for a few things. Even just soaps and cleansers. I do think the beauty scene when it comes to like nail art, it's a bit slower coming here. Like nail art just came like a few years ago. Oh, wow. Now you're a hairstylist, so you know hair. So you didn't have to find a hairstylist. You do your own hair. No, but I needed a braider though. I needed a braider. Okay. What was that process like of finding a braider in Paris? Ooh, I, when I first moved here, I was like, so I know people braid hair because I see people with braids. <laughs> There's obviously a lar a very large like African community. I'm like, where are they? And then it's like little Africa. And I was like, okay, so there's one condensed street basically where you get there and it's like nothing but black people and nothing like just full of salons. And I tried once and I was like, okay, so no one actually is like, no one knows how to do hair care here. It's, it's just like doing the braid and it was more snatching the edges. So I had to do a little bit more research to find someone. Obviously, there are people in Paris that do great hair care and know how to care for natural hair. But it's a lot like on 125th Street in Harlem. Like you can just go and get your braids done, but you're not necessarily going to get like the wash and the condition and the trim. Like you're not if you just like walk down the street. Now, I yes. feel like 
for natural hair care there probably is because people in Paris are probably listening like, we know how to do hair care. So of course that's there, but if you just kind of walk on the street, you're not going to find that at just like a regular braid. No. Yeah. No. And I and, and, and I have found my braid in place now because I go in this place called Fashion Braids and like it's great. I make an appointment. I go in, you go down. It's, it's really, you know, intimate. Like you go downstairs so no one can see you getting your hair done. It's very, I love that kind of space. I have all my little African aunties helping me out. It's great. Like they do, I show them designs. They can do it all. It's quick. It's efficient. So I found my person now, but it's a congratulations on your beauty roster. Who do you feel is your MVP? I have um, a girl who comes to my house and does like lymphatic massage, my face, my whole body every two weeks. And I I know it's it's very extra, but I swear by it. I'm telling you, like that is my like she's coming tomorrow. That that is that is the person I, I like I can't live without her. I really can't. So you have someone that comes every two weeks to do lymphatic drainage. What what about the first time doing it made you think I need this in my life regularly and I need this on the calendar and I need her to come to my house? Okay, so I I had already had lymphatic uh, massages when I lived in the States and um, I would get them because I had such bad like period cramps and I had PCOS. And so one of my doctors had mentioned and I had a a friend who was a massage therapist, so she would do it for me. And then I stopped for forever. So I forgot about how great it was when she came to my place. I just feel so cared for. Number one, first of all, how she makes me feel. I feel so cared for. I feel like my body is beautiful. I feel like she like cradles my body. But on top of that, it helps with bloating. The way that I like my energy levels helps me sleep better. Um, it takes away, like I stand up a lot for my job, obviously. So it takes away that like muscle soreness and heavy leg feeling. Instantly, I was like, okay, so yeah, how can I work more so I can make sure you can come here more? Yes. Yes. And do you set like a beauty budget for yourself? Like this is how much I'm going to spend on beauty in this month? Yes, I do love a budget. Sometimes I do go over, but <laughs> but I will say because I can do a lot by myself, like I can do my nails really well. I can do even nail art. I'll come back on certain things, but I would say, I mean, my, my lymphatic massage is 150. Um, every time I see her, I see her twice a month. And if I'm like really feeling like feeling like I need to add a little extra, I'll add an extra day in there in the month. Uh, you know, nails, I will I have I love a little pedicure, a little nail art moment. I do say nail art is cheaper here. So like I'll do my like a whole set of nail art and that will be like sixty five seventy, which I think is that is great. It's really great really good. Yeah. It. My facials, I love a hydro facial every month. Uh and that is that is two fifty, but it's like it's so good. I will skip out on it if I feel like I'm like okay, I, I can't do it this month. But if I can do it every month, I like my hydrofacials. Okay, you've got the pharmacy trips. You've got that you're buying the skincare. But you know what? You save on being able to do your own hair. I mean, that's huge. That yes. is huge savings. Is there a service that you've tried only once and maybe had like a bad experience or you felt like this is not for me? Yeah. Um, you know, I always try and and support like black owned businesses. So I'm anytime I research, I'm like, okay, where are the black owned businesses first? And so I tried this one esthetician that I had heard about and I had some scars that I wanted to like work on with. And they were actually like a little bit of my face and then a few of my body. And they didn't notify me that they were giving me an intern. And so, wow. um, Yes. That's another though pro tip. 
when you go to a new place, ask how many years of experience the beauty professional you're working with has, has, you know, how many, like, who will I be working with for the treatment and how many years of experience do they have? Definitely. Lesson learned. Now I like ask, <laughs> I put them in the interview to people. I'm like, okay, so tell me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I just was going in for like a simple, just a simple kind of hydrofacial. Plus I was like, oh, can we do some spot treatments? I'm interested in trying, you know, what other method, methods you think are great for, you know, these, this darkness I have and a few spots on my body. And yeah, I, I was saying during the treatment, I think this is like this burns a bit. It's like, oh, it's normal that it burns. But I was like, mm, okay. I mean, you know, I have kind of pretty sensitive skin. And the next day, yeah, it scaled over. Um, I had actual burn marks and I had to go back. I, I think I spent like six to eight treatments to get the burn away. So that was my worst experience. <laughs> yes. But also a good reminder and helpful for people to hear to speak up, you know, like don't be shy, speak up if something burns, like stop the treatment. I mean, I have a sew-in now and it looks beautiful, but it feels too tight. And she actually asked me several times, how is it? Is it too tight? We can loosen it. And it's like, it's fine because I'm like, someone's are like kind of tight, right? It'll be fine the next day. Like two, three days later, it's like still tight. So now I have to go back to her to get it loosened up. But I should have just been more vocal in the actual appointment. It's hard sometimes because I, you want to, you want to give that person, I mean, and obviously when you work in beauty and, and you know as well, you're like, I want to give them their moment, they're professional. I want to give them their professional liberty and like let them do what they want to do that they think is best for me. Um, but now I have learned when it comes to my skin, like I speak up right away, like, uh, can we take this off? Because I don't, I don't, I don't know how about this. I love that. I love that. Now, coming from America to Paris as a black woman, I'm sure there was like some level of like intimidation or just like, I don't know anyone here, fish out of water. For people that are interested in just like picking up and going to a new city, what words of advice do you have for them in terms of finding themselves, finding their rhythm, finding their, you know, their beauty crew? That's such a great question. Um, number one, I highly recommend <laughs> pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, going somewhere brand new. I think that I would probably suggest doing some deep research about the area and things that you'd like to do already where you live, that you're used to or where you travel and try and find those same things in that city. So it feels more like home. Like I love art. Um, you know, I, I love like I have like group activity type things. And so I think it's in greenery. And so like I tried to find those things here right away. So I feel like I have my own little cocoon. Uh, and then honestly, the power of Instagram, like I have found friends, genuine, I have like great friendships that are like part of my tribe that I have found through Instagram, recommendations for places, for beauty treatments, hair things, nail things through Instagram. And yeah, that will be my advice. <laughs> yes. The DMs are a powerful place. I always tell people like utilize the DMs, reach out. Mm -hmm. Worst, worst case scenario is the person won't answer. Final question for you. Can you tell me about a recent time that you've left a beauty service and felt especially beautiful and gorgeous and just cocooned in comfort and love. So when I, I had my facial at Cible Skin, which is this newer place that I've been trying, the last time that I left out of there, well, first of all, when I just got, they did like a, a whole diagnostic of my skin where it's like the lights and the camera thing where they show you on the computer and the details. So I felt like, oh, okay, I'm learning. I love a learning moment. Secondarily, 
she I, she was like, okay, I know you're used to hydrofacial. Can I do something a bit more? Just what I think your skin needs. I'm like, okay, go for it. I left out of there like glow. People in the street were stopping. They were like, you are so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, thank you because I feel it. Like my skin was luminous. It was smooth like butter. I felt like I there's so much attention was given to me. I was out of attention apparently because I keep talking about that. But it's about it's about how they make you feel. I think in the beauty mm-hmm. place. So I would say that facial like reinvigorated me honestly inside and out oh my gosh now you have me wanting to like book a facial well the next time i come to paris i'm gonna get all of my recommendations from you i'm gonna ask you for one last tip before i let you go is there a french pharmacy product that we can get here in the states that you just swear by yes it is the cica blast in the i get the one with with, with sunscreen in it the la roche okay i I mean yeah, I love that. Now, I do agree with you. I cannot use it just by itself. I have to mix it, like layer it in because it's not, it, I don't use it for hydrating. I really use it for like healing. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that cream is like mag- magical cream. And I found out about it because I was at the pharmacy and I kept seeing French women like <laughs> like literally reach over me for this product. And I was like, what is this? Everybody's getting it. I was like, I, gotta, I need it then. And I had been hooked for like six years straight. I love that product. I take it on vacation. Yes. Like it's it's my go-to. Great travel cream. It's always, it's always going to deliver. It's always going to be consistent. Your skin's always going to be happy. Well, it's been very inspiring to talk to you and hear about how you've kind of just, you know, reinvented your life in a new city. It sounds like it's a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor. And last but not least, we had to hear from the ultimate beauty girl, Asia. I mean, Asia is, she is just one of those girls where everything is always on 10. Every single time I have seen her, I've been seeing her out and about at events for probably, wow, three, four years now. She just always looks good. She is definitely nails did, hair did, everything did at all times. So Asia was definitely going to be very interesting to talk to about this. And I think out of everyone, she has the most beauty professionals. She's got a lash tech in there. There's there's a lot going on. So let's get into Asia's tips. I'm Asia Malaya. I'm fashion and beauty writer at New York Magazine's The Cut. I'm based in New York City. Speaking of your writing for The Cut, you just did a whole deep dive on the Tarte drama, the brand trip drama. I had a headache trying to keep up with all of the threads. What was it like for you writing that article? Uh, It took me an entire day to write it. And I spent all last weekend kind of just on, I think they call it Tartgate on TikTok. (laughs) But (laughs) I spent the entire weekend just kind of going through it. Like, okay, how am I going to approach this on Monday morning? Because I know we're going to have to say something. We've got to get into building your beauty roster. So you went to Hampton for college, correct? I did, HU. Which is a small town where in... In Virginia, Hampton, Virginia. Yes. Okay. So I would imagine that it was really hard to also kind of like find your beauty people there. In New York City, you've got a ton of options. How did you build your beauty roster in college? And then talk to me about your beauty roster here in New York. Oh, my gosh. So building my beauty roster in college was so tough. I mean, for the first semester, I was like begging my mom 
to always send me home. I was like, I need to come home. I need to get my hair done. I need to get my <laughs> and where's home, home for you? New York. So I'm originally yeah. from New York, born okay. in Queens. Uh, and so, you know, going to the hair salon biweekly was a thing for me. Going to get my eyebrows done, my nails done. Like that was just, you know, that was my thing. And so after a while, she was just like, Asia, like you need to find people down there. But for me, I was like, no, culturally, like getting my hair done in the South is going to be like completely different at the time. I was like, still had a perm in my head. I was like, I just want to go get a Dominican blowout. Where am I finding? you know, a $25 <laughs> blowout in Virginia. Impossible. No I, I found a Dominican hair salon like my junior year. But before then, I had to turn to people on campus. So my peers who like wanted to be hairstylists and were doing quick weaves for $80 on campus to make them a quick coin. I was like, look, mommy, instead of paying for me to come home, just give me some money and let me get this weave done on campus. Um, so honestly, I was in such an experiential point in college because I would be like, okay, let, I remember my freshman year, I like died my ends like blue green because I was just like, well, I'm like getting weave done by somebody on campus. Let her try what she wants to try on my hair. Yes. And so, yeah, it really was like turning to people on campus. I had to just go to like a regular Asian nail salon that was not far from campus. Um, I didn't love my nails too much, but then it was just like, okay, I'll get a basic color. I'll get a French because that was what I felt comfortable with down there. Again, the, the down self culture of beauty is just completely different than the culture of beauty in New York City. Um, and the roster is so much smaller of who you could turn to. Absolutely. Now, talk to me about what you do now, because you are at an event every day of the week. If you guys don't follow Asia on TikTok, just it's it's the day in the life of a fabulous beauty editor with all of the car service and helicopter and out. I mean, you, you do it all. Would you agree you have to look good like seven days a week? Yes, all the time. I have trips coming up, press trips coming up, and I'm like planning hair and everything for that. Like I have to look good 24-7. Sometimes I feel like I want an assistant to help me just organize my like, hey, like when do we order the hair? When is the hair appointment? When is the makeup oh. artist? It's like a full-time <laughs> job. It's such a full-time job. Yes. So what are your, what are your monthly appointments? Every month, these are the things that you do. Oh my gosh. Okay. Every month I get my lashes done. I get my hair done. I get my nails done. I get a pedicure. Those are like my non-negotiables of what I always have to get done. Um, one thing I don't get done, which everyone's always surprised, I don't get waxes. I have like a zero pain tolerance. And I so don't either. Yeah, I don't do waxes, but everything else. Um, and I'm newly just about to include brow tinting into my routine. I'm getting it done for the first time next week. Um, but I usually get them waxed. Now I know as an editor, you get offered to get these services done for free all the time. The current people that do your nails, your hair, your lashes, are these people that you found on your own and how did you find them? Or are they people that you found through the magazine? Actually, I found everyone on my own. I would say the only people I find usually through the magazine is like when I go get my facials and everything. Um, but my go-to nail artist, I have two go-to nail artists. One is actually my best friend where she, we went to college together. She started doing nails when we graduated. Um, so she's like my go-to and my I love other, that. yeah, my other nail artist who I go to, she, I literally found her on Instagram. Which yes. is how I find a lot of people, even the current girl who does, well, the girl who does my weaves and the girl who did these braids that I have in both found them on Instagram. Um, Like the girl who recently did my braids, she's done braids for Beyonce, like Black is King, which is, I remember like the first time she went viral and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so talented. And because I found her on Instagram, I actually had her do a braid story for the cut. And then I got to go to her myself, which was amazing. So Instagram is like my source. I would say eyebrows. I've had the same lady that I've 
have gone to since I was in high school. She is in Queens and I'm like, I don't play by my eyebrows because I just feel like the shape of them determines how your face looks. Yes. <laughs> so I'm very scared to go to anyone else. So she, I've just known from like being in my community forever. And pedicure, surprisingly, is one place that I'll go anywhere. I'm just like, if I need my feet done, if you know how to scrub and paint some toes with my acrylic, that's all I need. And lashes, I found her on Instagram as well. Again, somebody in my community, I've been through a bunch of lash people. How do you find a, because I don't get my lashes done, but I know people love doing it. I just think for me, I'm like, it's expensive. And then the maintenance, what are you looking for in a good lash tech? Like, what is the sign that you're at a good person? My sign when I know I'm at a good person is when my lashes last longer than three weeks. I've been to people where, I mean, in the first week they're falling off and people are always like, they're so expensive, but it's because they feel like they have to go back every two weeks. I personally don't have the time to go back every two weeks. I get them done monthly. And how much do you pay? I pay $150 and I go, I want to say like once a month, I usually go. Okay. Now, do you have an overall beauty budget? Oh, no. Beauty is one place where I don't have a budget because I'm, <laughs> I'm the gonna... sky is the limit. I'm going to pay what I need to pay. Yes. I was just having a conversation with somebody earlier and she was like, beauty is like my drug. Like, and I'm like, (laughs) literally like there's never, there's never a budget for me. I'm like the bundles cost $500. Like, what am I going to do? Just not have my hair done? No. Now, have you ever had a bad experience with a beauty professional? Oh my gosh. Yes. So many times. Um, (laughs) There's so many times. What was it? Nails, makeup. You know, it's the worst when you have a big event and you're getting your makeup done and the person's just not good and you're like okay I'm just gonna have to wash this all off that's happened to me before that's happened to me before too and I've I didn't have time to wipe it off and I was just like we kind of gotta make it do what it gotta do so I had to like go finesse my own face after Mm. what she had done I mean I've had times where I did not like my nails and I was just like like, it's your whole week right when you don't like your man every time you look at your hands you're upset yeah that's what I'm saying yes now what tips do you have for people that are trying to figure out okay I need my beauty team because would you agree that having the right beauty team in place is one of the most essential parts of, I don't know, just like living day-to-day life. You have to have your people, but it's hard to find those people as I'm learning now. I mean, my girls are like my girls. Like I will text them and be like, look, I need this. Or I need, <laughs> and they're like oh, always going to hold it down for me. But I think to me, that is like the secret to life. Yes. So is one of your tips to develop close relationships with them and and be on kind of like a friend basis? Yes, for sure. And like, I don't think it has to be a forced thing. Like all of the relationships I formed with, with any of my my artists, they've just they form naturally over time. Like you sit in the chair for three, four hours, like you might as well talk to them. Um, so I say form super close relationships um, and also give them the creativity to be them. Like I like mm. finding people who are genuinely good at what they do, not just good at what I want done. Because yes. there's sometimes like there's sometimes I go and I'm like, I'm so busy with work and I'm like trying to work and get my hair done or I'm trying to work with one hand while getting my nails done. And I can tell my artists like, do what you want to do. 
And they love that because sometimes they get so caught up in somebody seeing the same style that that they love and they want that. But if you give them the freedom to do what they want to do, they will love you because they need that. Like, I mean, yes, sometimes like go and, you know, have a vision of what you want. But I love going and telling them, like, do what you want to do. Um, and so for me, too, that's helped in cultivating relationships because it's like they know when I come like, oh, my gosh, I can actually like have a creative outlet. I'm not just working today. Like, of course, it's still work, but it's a different type of work because I'm allowing them to just be creatively themselves. Absolutely. And you're kind of honoring the fact that they are, you know, artists, they're creatives and allowing them that space to be creative. What would you say is the service that you were willing to pay the most for and why? Oh my God, my hair every time. Hair is expensive. I mean, when you want to talk about- Where do you get your hair? So right now I get my hair from my stylist, Akia is her name, Finesse by Akia. She has hair that I literally, I just had curly hair from her and I loved it. She pushes me to like try different types of hair. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I don't buy from her, I buy from Kendra's Boutique. Hair is expensive, but I will pay every time because I just feel like I'm not myself when my hair is not done. Like my (laughs) nails, I can put on press-ons, right? And we can go go about our day. Lashes, like right now, I have a lash appointment next week. So I have my strip lashes, strip lashes, and I can go about my day. If my eyebrows look too crazy, I could put concealer on and we can go about the day. If my hair looks bad, like <laughs> you're just not seeing me. <laughs> like, that, like you literally just not seeing me. So hair, I will invest in like till, till the end of time. Well, my final question for you that I've been asking everyone is, is there a time that you left a beauty service recently and just felt particularly beautiful? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Honestly, the last time. So I've been wearing braids because I'm testing braids for a story, but I got uh, I got this new curly 30 inch hair. Um, I want to say in March, it was my last sewing that I had. And I just felt like that girl, like it was a new texture that I was trying. Yes. It was super long. I knew I was going on vacation with it. We have to talk about vacation beauty prep. Yes. Listen, when I tell you, so I recently saw something on Instagram. I saved it because I was like, for my next vacation, I have to post a dump for this. It literally was like vacation appointments or like the Olympics or it was like the appointment Olympics or something like that. And I was like, (laughs) no, this is so true because you're like, okay, I need hair this day. I need nails this day. Like it, first of all, it's expensive those days back to back. But yes, I had that curly hair for vacation and I lived, I was like, I can wear it in a bun. I I can wear it out. I can add some water and do some extra curls. And it was for vacation. So it was nice and flirty. It was great. Yes. Vacation. I mean, the vacation can be three days and you need a full three days to get together. Your outfits, your hair, your nails. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. It's like, that's what I tell people when you, when you book a vacation, like you need to factor in more than that (laughs) hotel. Okay. Right. And more than, more than your excursions, because baby, the beauty is an excursion. <laughs> and you know what my husband will say to me and I get so annoyed. He'll be like, why don't you just get your nails done while we're there? No, babe. No, I got to no. come with them done so that yep. I can enjoy myself. Hello. Exactly. My boyfriend said the same thing to me before we went on vacation. It was for his birthday. He was like, you don't need all this done. Like it's my birthday. We're going to be relaxing. And I was like, what am I supposed to go on vacation and look crazy? Like, <laughs> no, I'm the gift that keeps on giving. So how am I not going to have all of my beauty things done? I've been so excited to see how you have just been killing it as a beauty writer. I look forward to all of your articles and like all of your content. You're just fabulous all around and like a true beauty girl. You are a true 
beauty girl through and through. So you were the perfect person to talk to for this conversation. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. You know, I love everything you do, Brooke. So. Oh my gosh. I am so grateful for my three guests today for sharing their beauty experiences. Building your beauty team is not easy, but once you've got your roster in place, you've got your MVPs, they feel cared for, you feel cared for. This may sound dramatic, but I do think the quality of your life increases when you have the right beauty professionals in your corner. When you just know this is my standing nail appointment and it's going to happen. This is my standing hair appointment and it's going to happen. I don't have to stress about it. I don't have to worry about it. I know that I'm good. So I will end with this as a takeaway. It is worth the time and the effort to invest in finding the care that makes you feel your best. Thank you all so much for listening. I am so excited about the interviews that I have coming up. I've just done an amazing week of great interviews. I've talked to founders. I've talked to artists. I've talked to musicians. Really exciting conversations coming up. I know you guys are going to love what's in store. Make sure you're subscribed. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. New episodes every single Monday, Naked Beauty Planet on social. I'm at Brooke DeVard on Instagram, and I'd love to hear from you all. So take a screenshot as you're listening, share the love, and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.